This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to Buckets. It's been six long or short weeks, depending on how you look at it. Let's talk about what's changed in the National Basketball Association with, of course, Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. It's been seven weeks. Really? Seven weeks. Yeah, November 8th to December 29th. There was a soccer tournament in the middle there. That's right. And also, like, late November, early December, even as a basketball fan, it feels like the second quarter of an NBA game. Yeah. Where it's, it's like... It's hard to get up for a basketball least, podcast. It's the least important month for sure. But I, we do have to take some personal accountability because yeah. we didn't do it in the off season also because there mm-hmm. was just no stories. We'll yeah. wait until the game starts. Yeah. Yeah. We're about yeah. 30 games in right now and uh, we're yeah, about we're two podcasts <laughs> in right now. There definitely should have been one in early December. Yeah. You'd think at least one. But we were watching soccer. We were working soccer. Yeah. You were working soccer specifically. Yes. You so, were busy. Yeah. I was working the World Cup. But again, we're going to take the L here. Yeah. People well, that, online people online are doing their due diligence. They're telling us like, hey, a new Buckets would be great. That's true. And we thought that's kind of makes sense, actually. Yeah. They were they were on schedule. Yes. And we appreciate the patronage slash support and emotional support as well, telling us to keep going. I'm finding uh, requests for us to do buckets in all sorts of places. I was just on the HeadGum Podcast YouTube page, and I'm seeing it there, where they're like, oh, Billy's on the show. When are they going to do a new episode of Buckets? It's a small community, but it's... Uh, passionate. Mm-hmm. That's sort of that's your sweet spot, I think. Small. You have a small, passionate. That's right. Fan base. No joke is the same way. Exactly. Small but passionate. That's right. They care. Anybody can have a big fan base. Right. But there's no passion. Can't sell T-shirts to a big fan base that doesn't care. Unnecessary. Unneeded. Uh, so we're just going over before we got started uh, things that have changed in the last like six weeks. Yes. Because there were some really crazy early trends like Utah dominating. Yes. Like, is this for real? Is this an aberration? Small sample size? Whatever. Mm-hmm. They've sort of come down to earth. Then there were the opposite teams that started off slow and have taken off. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, do you know what team has a 10-game winning streak right now? And you gave me the hint that it's in the East. <laughs> Boston has only lost 10 games, I believe, this uh, so far. They're 25 and 10. But they have lost a couple recently. Yeah, remember, they just got swept by the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Both the Magic Boston. are fascinating. Feisty. They're Feisty. one of the teams that have started slow but have taken off recently. It's not the Cavs. It's not the Cavs. The Cavs just lost to this team, actually. Hmm. Why don't you just tell me? I think you're going to get there because there's only so many teams it could be. Well, it's not the Knicks, despite having an eight game. Brooklyn. 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 Brooklyn Nets. I'll tell you what. Eyes on TJ Warren. Oh, is that the difference maker? For I don't know if it's a difference maker, but he made a difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not ready to call him a difference maker, but just know that he did difference make yes yes <laughs> a difference he did make i mean what is his record personally i wonder when did when did he come back 10 games ago is that crazy to think <laughs> he's a fucking undefeated basketball and it, remember the bubble that's all i can think about and now he's back and that was the greatest playing. basketball performance i think i've ever seen in my life he was dropping bubble 50 warren. burgers we made a podcast called like the tj warren all-stars uh, about the best players in the bubble he was dropping 50s left and right he's doing great i'm going to pull up his stats um in his last, yeah, I mean, against the Cavs, he had 23 points yeah. and uh, eight o- rebounds. Off this the is, bench? Yeah, this is all very helpful bench scoring. Not yeah. a lot of people have a TJ Warren on their bench. And I feel like TJ Warren has been the type of player who uh, has always just been like that sixth, seventh man, but just is injured. And right. so it's just like, oh, he plays? He plays. And he's good. And he's good. He's a very good guy. 
So they're a contender now. Wouldn't it be weird if it ended with Brooklyn winning at all this year? That would be very funny. Just after like... all the mess, Durant <laughs> wanted to leave. Simmons doesn't play for a year and a half. Kyrie joins the Nazi party. I don't know what you want to, how you want to call it, but like everyone is just spinning out. Yeah. Champions. Well, <laughs> I think this turnaround, not the 10-game winning streak, but I think they're like 16-2 and two or something mm-hmm. since Kyrie was suspended. So do we give credit then <laughs> to Silver and to Joe Sy or whoever owns the Nets? Like, was this actually a net win for a net win? Nice. <laughs> for 10 net wins? <laughs> Pun intended. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I mean, I think for whatever reason... Getting him off the team, like, focused their energy and effort towards a Kevin Durant, maybe, like, Ben Sin- Simmons-centric yeah. offense. And the defense. vibes went up. The you vibes like, went up. You could f- see Durant enjoying the game. Yeah. Yeah, and playing defense. The vibes went up when Kyrie left. But then what, what helped was that now that he's back, he's, like, he was uh, sort of, like, brought into the good vibes. Mm-hmm. And now he's only helping them. So mm-hmm. it's like he was gone, they started winning, and then he came back, and they're still winning. And now it's like, wait a minute, is this one of the best teams in the East? It's wild. He lost his shoes. He lost his shoe deal with yep. Nike. Yep. He lost a lot of just cred yes. uh, around the league and around the fandom. And now he is totally quiet, and his team is winning. Like, is he a, you think he's happy? I think he's at peace. I think this is exactly what like Brooklyn wanted to do, which is like, don't make a lot of noise, right. just win games. Right. And that's what they're finally doing. Was he at peace when he was tweeting out all of those things and really just making waves? I think he was not at peace. Mm. I think he was uh, sort of annoyed and frustrated that to have to answer to his like posts. Mm. He's like, I don't know, man. I just posted a documentary that had some <laughs> vague things about Holocaust denialism. Like, don't bring that up. Yes. I want to talk about the game. That's fair. Right. <laughs> Most of my Jewish friends actually gave him the benefit of the doubt where they're like, it's really not that bad what he did. Like, yeah, the league think... has made this a bigger deal. And again, this conversation would be more relevant if we did a podcast in early December. Which we should. Let's record this now as though it's December 2nd. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So the Nets are struggling. <laughs> but I really think they could turn it around. Yeah, I could see a 10-game winning streak in their future. Yeah, I think the general consensus amongst friends slash Jews of, in my circle was like, Kyrie's not really anti-Semitic. He's just kind of dumb. That's it. So like he's that he doesn't actually think this stuff. He's just like blindly, ignorantly posting stuff and being like, "Oopsie daisy, yep. oh well, no big deal." You. That's exactly how I would describe my <laughs> Jewish conversations with Jewish friends. Okay. There was a conversation uh, with a Jewish friend of mine who has like who just like presents worse, Kyrie Irving, especially during the Kyrie Irving saga, mm-hmm. or Aaron Rodgers. On every Barstool podcast that you've ever heard of. Yeah, it's sort of the same vibe. Right. Where it's like, you're not quite smart enough to be contrarian. <laughs> yeah. But you're definitely saying words that sound smart in order to be contrarian. That's right. Yeah. And we can see through it all. Right. And be- it's uh, Because you just like copied or regurgitated something you read on some pretty alt-right news forums or something like that. Mm-hmm. Did some ayahuasca. <laughs> here we are. And here we are. Uh, so the Nets are doing great. The Knicks are doing great. We're playing really well. When did that, how did that, why did that happen? Rotations is the beginning and end. So everybody wants Cam Reddish to be playing. He shouldn't be. I mean, clearly he, he should He was great at the beginning of the year. He like hit some like big shots. He really, like I think the first game he like came out gangbusters. He is really, he is his own really exciting entity. He's really fast, but he doesn't play team 
ball. He doesn't make his teammates better. He just goes a million miles per hour and is fun to watch. Got it. But it's chaotic, and he doesn't play within the Knicks system. Right. So it's fun to watch, but we didn't win. Yeah, that was like the old Knicks, where they're like, let's bring in Steve Franchise, mm-hmm. he can just go ham, and it's fun to watch him, yeah. but he's not going to win. But we've drafted enough players that it's like, now they're in their second and third year, these guys really need to get minutes. And so Tibbs, it seemed like someone got in Tibbs' ear, and they're like, hey, you're fired, and we're all fired, too, if like if. we don't like actually just commit to a certain rotation. So Rose doesn't really play anymore. Reddish doesn't really play anymore. Grimes has like now had this like real opportunity to shine. Randall has this opportunity to shine. Brunson is the difference maker. Ultimately, he is like he was also playing when they were struggling. So I'm wondering like what what switch flipped between the Knicks that were like 15 and 18 Mm. now that are they've won eight of 10 or something. I mean, you can see it on the defensive end. There's the switching, just the coming up off of ball screens. There's just like this like attitude that we didn't have like this energy of playing for one another that it just you could see it when a team's happy they just play better you know they play for one another and there's just been a lot of that energy i would say or maybe they're just playing younger players that are more athletic and like defensive minded like when you're playing grimes and mcbride they're gonna play more athletically on defense than like d rose and evan fournier a hundred percent fournier is wild like he is he's like just not in he's not playing no and like even like i feel like tibbs would rather play four just like start four <laughs> players than like find any excuse for evan fournier which is like what people were saying last year like why are you playing fournier his plus minus is awful right. play these younger players more and tibbs were like no 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 i'm playing alec burke 40 minutes i'm Correct. playing evan 48 40 minutes like it's the tibbs preferred. guys we like finally like shed the <laughs> quote unquote tibbs guys thing yeah. like derrick rose i think he was like derrick rose's best man or something like that it was like it was kind of like at his wedding like they're like boys wow and so he played him minutes but it was like we're not good with when he plays big minutes. Interesting. So, but Grimes, Grimes is, Grimes like felt like he became on the national level when we were like, we can't trade for Donovan uh, Mitchell because of Grimes. And everyone was like, who? Yeah. Uh, Who who is Grimes? He's not even playing. I guess he was hurt at the beginning of the year. But this most recent game where Luca dropped 60, 20, one in 10 on us. You know, I was like watching a movie during that. And then I like looked at my phone and I was just like getting texts like 53, 12 and eight. I was like, you weren't watching that game. No, it was on NBA TV. That's right. Oh, and it was so, I was watching it. I was like, oh cool. This is going to be the Grimes game. You know, (laughs) when you can like label like the coming out. Yeah. He had seven threes. He had, he was just incredible, unstoppable. And then Luca just started doing this. Like it was the first time where I, as a basketball fan was like, and I don't like Luka Doncic. Oh, okay. That's I was like, nice. I got it. He okay. got it personally. He personally got us. Right. And he was frustrated. Like, Yelling the best... at the refs. And you're like, what are you complaining about? Why are you so red in the face? I, my thing was the ball just kept going to him. Like yeah. off the rebounds. It, like the ball just, the ball just finds the, the best player. The 30, I saw, I rewatched the 30 seconds where they came back down nine yeah. to tie it. Twice he got the offensive rebound in midair and put the ball in at that exact same spot. Yes. <laughs> When they were down two and he had to miss the free throw, catch it, and put it up, that was just the fastest collision of things happening. Two Knicks came together. Grimes caught it. McBride popped it out of his hand. Luca was already in the air in shooting position. In shooting position. (laughs) Yeah, me and Lustig were talking about, um, like, was that one of the best off the rim? Uh, like we need to get the rebound, we need the offensive rebound, and we need to score two points, like uh, conversions. Yeah, like fake. Yeah, I've seen some good like attempts where it's like I'm gonna miss it off to the right, and then some guy runs yes. in off the right and like missed attempts. I forget that happened earlier this year. I forget who missed it. Like 
that one was fine, but like ultimately it was luck more than anything because he hit, more than anything. hit it off the front of the rim. Remember, I, did the Knicks do this one? De'Aaron Fox did it once off the rim, right to himself, and then passed it for three. I think so. That, that was, was Stephen Adams. Yeah, that was the it was the Thunder. <laughs> yeah, that was and great. it was Russ, and he even like turned around and gave Russ That's a look right. like this is what I'm going to do, and like it was silent. It Instantly. was really impressive. Off the rim, right back to the guy, the and then he just kicked it right back, and Russ hit like a 40 footer yes. game winner yeah. or like game time play. It was stunning. <laughs> yeah, but that got my vote when I was talking to Lustig as the best offensive rebound that we needed. This one was like. I'm just going to smash it off the rim and hopefully there's like a a series of events that leads the ball back to our hands accidentally. Yes. But it worked. But it worked. And, and it then was... his dance afterwards was confusing. He thought that they won. Yes. He thought they were up. I thought he that. was mad in the wide because he he's, was... like fr- he's like flailing his arms. I like know what you mean. Yeah. It was like tapping the jump button on your controller. <laughs> right. Like it was like... The... <laughs> it's like, what's happening? He's like... But then the, ins- the the close-up showed him happy and dancing. Like he was excited. It was definitely a new reaction. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever reacted I've never way. seen that reaction before. Like a series of small hops. <laughs> like That usually comes from a six-year-old watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> and it was from the guy that made the shot. It was... But you just knew. You just knew watching that game. It was like Christian Wood hit this like 40 foot three right. that like brought it to six and it was like, damn, that was clean. Yeah. And then like Dean we Woody did it too. Yep. They were just it was just happening in real time. And then Luca. Luca. What more <laughs> can you say? Like the guy is incredible. He just gets to the rim. It does seem like he gets extra steps and he carries a lot. But that might also just be That's me. everybody, it seems like. You're watching the snitch, the snitch ref. Yeah, that guy's good. He's having a moment That's right a now. That's a solid, solid uh, account. He found his niche. I feel like every his niche is a snitch. Every Devin ba- the lab. That's pretty good. Yeah, Devin the lab. <laughs> it feels like every basketball year you get like two or three new. Like ball sack sports was yeah. last year. Yeah. In the bubble, I feel like there was like some sort of NBA other NBA Twitter MVPs. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> and right now it's Devin the lab. Yeah, and he's right. He's the, what is he the snitch ref? Is that yeah. what he's saying? I mean, those carries are absurd. Yes, like they're like changing directions multiple times mid dribble. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be able to do that. You blame the refs, or is it one of those things where it's like most of those plays happen in like uh, moments that don't ultimately matter, like inbounds passes and stuff? No, I think it'll be a thing that's like just like the leaning into a opponent that's coming at you. Mm. They'll like figure out in the off season and try to get rid of it. They they did it this year with the uh, taking a step before you dribble. What do you mean? A lot more travelings, travels being called of like a guy pump fakes and then he drives. There are a lot more of those being yeah, called. This I think year. it's like a, the point of emphasis things where mm-hmm. it's like you really have to dribble before you lift any feet. That it seemed like there was a Steph Curry game where like in two crucial possessions, yep. like with like ten seconds left, he got called for yeah. traveling, which or is like, like, are you supposed to do that, right, Mr. <laughs> right. Referee? Or slightly sliding your pivot foot? Yeah. Just like they're they're on top of it. I think the carry will be the next because it's very egregious and it does create like a advantage. Like Jordan Poole yeah. is using it a lot as well. Totally. And there's a you can see the positive effect of the changes that they did make. Like you just don't see those players like dribbling, 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 stopping, and then just someone barreling into them. Yeah. You know, like it just stopped. Like yeah. all those hard and cheap things that he used to do, they've just disappeared from the game. They called that, I was watching yesterday, uh, oh, it was De'Aaron Fox. He did a thing where he like snaked around a screen and hopped into a guy while he was dribbling. Hmm. And they called a foul on De'Aaron Fox. Respect. Like, all right. Respect. We're getting there. Yeah. We're learning. The game was going in an egregious way when that was happening. Like yeah. every player was just like, all right, I'll just do that. I'll it just like jump in. It was like gaming the system, not playing basketball. I'm not crazy about the landing spot fouls. Oh, it, those are absurd. It just feels like if you take threes now and just fall, just <laughs> right. like gently fall on your ass. Or like you even kick your legs forward and it's like, oh, I landed near this guy's shoe. And then they're like, 
we're going to review it. And actually, it's, it's also a flagrant. It's a flagrant. Come like, on. It wasn't even a foul. Now you're giving him three shots plus two flagrants and the ball. That needs to be cleaned up, too. And I don't know. Like, the Zaza thing was, like, bad years ago. But, yes. like, we've gone too far. It's like taking off your shoes at the uh, TSA line. Yeah, like, it's it happened like, once. One time, did, someone did a shoe bomb. Right. We shouldn't all be taking off And the shoe bomb didn't even work, folks. It did not work. So it's like... Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't even a successful bomb. Right. Like, unless you're literally, like, running towards a player's foot and yeah. he lands on you. Yeah. Like, there are times where, like, the player is, like, pull, like, pulling forward and it's like, yeah, you landed near me because I'm a defender. But right. I'm not undercutting you. Right. I'm not. And I'm not intentionally, more than anything. No. Like, I'm not intentionally trying. I'm just jumping in the direction of right. you. Yeah. And then they land on their they land on their ass and it's a flagrant. Like, all right. And then they have to review it and it just takes, like. 10 minutes plus five foul shots in yep. possession. And the superstars are getting those calls. That was was frustrating watching the Luka game against the Knicks. It, it was, was like anytime this. he went up for a three, he would just fall on his ass and get three shots. It right. was just, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am turning on Luka as like the idea of Luka is not very athletic. Mm. He's getting faster and he's jumping higher. And, and he has like, a couple of big dunks this year. He's too. dunking. He's yeah. dunking and he's like moving fast. And I don't know. I think he's getting even better which is kind of crazy to think he's a freak like watching him do that 60 21 10 game i was like this is like it's his shots it's his shooting that is the most stunning to me like, like step backs that are just automatic just so clean they just drop through every time and like he doesn't look that dynamic but good lord it's just oddly hard to guard because he's also very he's big he's strong yep he's oddly strong so i was once hired by uh the dallas mavericks mm -hmm. to um I think I can say this. Sure, yeah, why not? It's probably good for the brand. Who cares? When he was going to resign with, um, when he was going to sign his like longer contract, it was like two seasons ago mm -hmm. uh, with the Mavs. Yeah. I knew a couple of days before it was announced uh, because they hired me and one other guy to write the video <laughs> that was going to be like sent out on like he's back from like on Mavs Twitter and whatever. Uh-huh. They also hired me to come up with like some sort of like cool campaign that would like kind of give him a nickname because he didn't really have one yet. Yeah. And I wrote this cool video that just got canned and I was bummed about it. But now I want to establish what his nickname would have been. Oh. Just to own the IP. Okay. The 77th wonder of the world. It's pretty good. Because he, he wears 77. And that's like the seventh wonder. Yeah. That's really good. So if anyone says that after today... I own the IP. Okay, so now we have it in writing slash audio. Yes. 77th wonder of the word. Yes. world. Yes. Why does he wear 77? I really don't know. He's but Dallas has, there. Dallas now goes D-A-7-7-A-S. Like, D-A-7-7. Oh, like It like replaces the L's. Yeah, yeah, like they use that in a lot of their signage and yeah. stuff. I mean, Dallas needs to keep this guy. For, like, they have to give him the Dirk Nowitzki treatment. Yeah. Like they don't want him to be the Shaq in Orlando where it's like, I'm awesome here, but I got to go elsewhere to get yes. my bucks. They've established the white euro. They, they have, they get the white euros. And the fact that they shared one season together feels like fate. Yeah. Like it was 20 years of Dirk. And then the last year was the first year of Luca. That's like the LeBron <laughs> Bronny. That's like the ideal LeBron Bronny situation. That's what LeBron wants. 40 years of Dirk into Luca. Yeah. You saw the statue? Uh, yeah. It's giant and he's falling back. He is fall he's fading a little too much. Yeah, I'm with you. A little bit you too can... much. That's not a fade. <laughs> he's not a Jordan player. It was like a back foot, but kind of upright shot. I am with you 100%. When I saw that, I was like, that angle is sharp. Yeah. <laughs> That's like if, 40 degrees. I don't know if Prime Dirk ever even got that angle. Like yeah. he didn't have to. The whole thing was that he was like sort of jumping backwards and he's right. seven feet tall with yeah. a high release point. Does he own a piece of the maps? Was he gifted like a percent? 
Right. They say like when he, uh, I don't know if it was a percent of the mass, but during his his last contract was like very friendly for the Mavericks. Right. And they're like, don't worry, Cuban will take care of him. Like they'll hire him as a consultant after right. the fact and give him $2 million a right. year. Because he's in like a booth most games. Yeah, like he's, he's in like he's some the sort ambassador. of- Right. He's the ambassador to the Mavericks. Are they a contender in your eyes? I guess so, just because of Luca. Because of Luca. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, that the Lakers boy. played them on uh, Christmas, and for the first half, it looked like Luca needs more help. Yep. He's frustrated. These guys are not making shots. Yep. Then they started making shots, and like this team is amazing. They're making shots. Yep. It's basically like if they make shots, they'll they made they had fifty one points in the third quarter. Yeah. They that's... just made seven threes. Yeah. Out of like eight. I wonder what they look like game sixty. Because, like, I don't... Can you just maintain this, like, player usage? Like, he is It seems like everything, cannot, yeah. Everything to that team. He's the engine. He's the... Like, yeah. who's the second best player on that team? Christian Wood. Christian Wood. And then whatever six-foot, seven-inch guy is making the most threes that day. Dwight Powell. Yeah. Kleber. Right. Tim Hardaway Jr. Right. It's really, if they make threes, they're really hard to beat. Yeah. If they don't, they don't look very good, because that's all they can do. A friend was asking me, how do you stop Luca? And I was like, I think the only way is get in his head. Like when he starts complaining and turning around and yelling at refs while like the play is behind him and going the opposite direction, yeah. that's when he's at his worst. Well, the Lakers doubled him sort of every time for like an entire thir- three quarters. How'd and he go? would just pass it to whoever flashed the free throw line. And then it was four on three, the mm-hmm. Draymond style, like I'll find the open guy. Yep. And for a half, it was fine because they didn't make threes. Mm-hmm. And then they made threes. And that's and then they scored fifty one. <laughs> that's right. On pace for two oh four. And he still had like thirty five in that game or something. It's like even if you send double teams, he'll like find his way to thirty plus points. Yeah, so he's the new villain. He's yeah. And he is oddly entertaining and uh, And like, he smiles and seems like genuinely like a decent guy. Right. But like, like that almost makes me hate you more sometimes. Right. <laughs> he was starting to get like the James Harden in Houston comparisons where it's like, I don't like watching this kind of basketball. It's too mm. Too ISO. Too ISO friendly. Yeah. That's fair. I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, hey, how are you feeling about these Lakers? The Lakers. All right. Let's do a quick recap. Where is have it we been weird? since November 8th? Is it weird that AD's injury is not labeled? That is weird. They're it's not so weird. It is. Usually it's like he's got a, he's going to get his foot examined and then like within a day or two, there's some scientific A work. stress fracture, ten, like some sort plantar, of tendon problem, plantar yeah, fasciitis, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's just like foot, foot injury. injury. Yeah. Come on. His what? foot hurts. We're They're not talking to babies. Like, tell us what happened to his foot. Yeah. Like, what, what is hurts? the injury? What hurts? Don't they have to say what it is? That's what I always thought. And but... even the timeline is weird. It's like Shams is like, they're going to, it's going to be at least until mid-January. Mid-January. And then like, Woj is like, well, they're going to re-examine him next week. It's like. What is happening? Is he playing? Is he practicing? Is he getting better? Is he getting worse? It's a what, shame because he was. He was MVP balling. caliber, like thirty and twenty, and it wasn't a, it wasn't the type of injury where you can blame like oh like somebody ran into his knee. I'm sorry, like, no, that's not his fault. It no. was like an actual wear and tear. Yep. What happened there? Injury. I don't know. Yeah, he, he just, just went just up to the rim him. and then just started hopping a little bit. <laughs> right. This was like a new one because yeah. usually when he falls, everyone holds their breath, but that's now right. he just he like hopped fall. twice, and, and you're then like, he like mm. played for another quarter. Yeah. And How now he's out he... for a month and a half, right? Or four years? We have no idea. <laughs> we don't know. But they're not. The, the Lakers really, really, really relied on him. Yeah. And the second he went out, it was just like we got nothing. And like Wenyan Gabriel wasn't even playing, so it was just like uh, Thomas Bryant, you play thirty six minutes, and for the other twelve, 
Austin Reeves. I'll tell you five. what, Thomas Bryant, when he went down, he was like, oh, God. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> like, Bryant is playing great, by the way. It's like, yeah, I, I'm I can't not, believe it. I like Thomas yeah. Bryant. I'm not even trying to be a hater, but like he was like in, probably enjoying the 18 minutes, yeah. living in LA. Now it's like 40 minutes of Thomas Bryant. Like, yeah. He's giving it his all. Yeah. Secret MVP of the year is Thomas Bryant. But yeah, it's like we don't have enough length. We don't have enough size. We don't have enough defense. There's not enough there for the Lakers. They were already so thin and top heavy. Yeah. You got rid of one of them. It's and he, you got rid of the one. Yeah. He was the one. It's so sad, and it feels like a broken record, but it's such a bummer that no matter how bad this year is, you don't even get the pick. We don't get the pick. That's so frustrating. We can't even We can't even tank. No, it does you no good. Right, but we're still accidentally tanking. Again, for nobody's benefit. That's it's right. such a bummer. Yeah. Does LeBron... So, like, do, when do you rest LeBron, then? Like... Like, do you sit LeBron with 30 games to go if it's just a lost season? I don't know. Like, it's kind of the sad substory of the season is the fact that LeBron is playing, like, MVP-level basketball. Like, so when he's on the court, he's just like, holy shit, he's still dominating. Yes. Like, scoring and, like, being the mastermind on offense yes. and playing defense well. And, like, the Lakers are playing, like, even to positive when he's on the court. And mm-hmm. then he sits. It's like... And Miami went on a 12 to 2 run. <laughs> that, All right, LeBron, get back in. Oh. He's so tired. So tired. All of this to lose by eight. Yes. Like every like, game. It's like, I'm giving you everything. Right. But you gave me Schroeder and Schroeder and whatever his Schroeder name Schroeder and Nunn and fucking Nunn. Pat Beverly. They're Nunn's just so small and slow. Yeah. So small and slow. Is Russ starting? Did he get back in the starting lineup? He's starting to play well. Okay. Off the bench. That's fine. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, they bring him in at like the five, uh, like the eight minute mark, like four minutes of the yeah. game. I was He's wondering. playing really well, actually. I was wondering, yeah, I, I am not it's a no Russ hater. a Russ problem. You want him back? Uh, no. I think he's doing good right now because we do need something happening when mm-hmm. LeBron sits. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. there's no need to have him at this point. Right. He gets you like $50 million next year? Like, uh, you have a lot of money to play with next year because... Yeah, the leaves. Lakers will have a max slot next year. That's pretty good. That's something. You, Unless we trade, you know, for... Like, one of the one of the things that were floated early when Russ wasn't playing well is just, like, take longer contracts. Like, give them to the Knicks for Fournier and fucking whoever. It's yeah. like, we'll play. We'll you don't pay want, 30 million a year for four years. You can't want that. Like, you guys cannot be, quote-unquote, buyers this season. Uh, it makes no well, sense. We, it depends on what you get. Like, what if we got a Miles Turner or, or a Buddy Heald back? Like, something that would help us get at least into the play-in. Isn't that better than nothing? Would they get you in the play-in? I guess they those maybe those Could, two players like would. Three games back of like the six seed. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you watch Pacers? Do you I do. watch any Pacers games? I do. They've snuck into my league pass watch. Like, I, like I was not expecting to be watching the Pacers this year. Them and the Kings are, like, just young, athletic, and good. Yes. They're good. And they trade with one another frequently. That's right. It was the Halliburton-Sabonis trade, which yeah. is, like, somehow good for both teams. That's yeah. not okay. Halliburton may have had the biggest jump this season, especially he's, he's in leading, FanDuel prices. He's leading the NBA in assists per game. Yeah, and, like, he doesn't have turnovers. No. He he's, like, 15 to 1 most games. And his shot is kind of weird. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he shoots it very far away from his body. He's good. He's good. He's like a $9,700 FanDuel player now. Yes, because he's like a 2010, potentially five steals kind of guy. Hey, um, you've been struggling on FanDuel. Yes, struggling. You've been, you've been sitting in, in the four spot. Yeah, too many times. What has changed? I don't really know. Like, yeah. My strategy is usually the same, which is seeing the injury replacements that give best value. Of course. And then you plug in the rest. That's it. for the best. That's it. Uh, and then I changed the FanDuel thing to winner take all. Love that. So that- 
<laughs> so, love that. I actually won one of those. So I was like, oh, you maybe did. this was the mojo change that I needed. I just remember you, first. I just have never had such volume of you being like, another fourth, what's going on? And it was always like the top three pay of five. <laughs> right. I was like, why am I fourth of five? <laughs> right. I'm like, look, I, I never give enough shit to like go and like look to see what I could have done wrong. No. I'm always just like, I, it was bad luck. It was bad luck. Totally. It was bad luck. But right. at this many, at this point. It's you. Bad the luck. problem is you. And I don't, I have to look at myself hard and long in the mirror slash fantasy labs.com slash NBA. <laughs> the mirror, AKA fantasy labs with that little gif of those two guys shoveling money into the fire. <laughs> that is what fantasy labs is there, to me. There is a sad thing where it's like you, you're ready for like a full slate and it was just like eight minutes into the game, Tough. your guys hurt. You're like, I have nothing to live for until midnight. Killian Hayes <laughs> punched a man in the back of the head yesterday and I, I was in a 10,000 team tournament on FanDuel <laughs> yesterday. I like haven't really had the urge to play FanDuel the same way I have in previous years yeah. but yesterday I was like I'm playing FanDuel. Because you, you need something to root for when you're watching eight games late whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah when I saw Killian Hayes punch that man in the back of the head I was like and 2,000 people started Killian Hayes here yeah. and that's just a nightmare for them. You know what you could do is start gambling on sports. Yeah I really got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I don't. You're already putting the work in. Yeah. I don't know why I don't. I had a fun bet yesterday that actually hit. It was the Kings and the Warriors were both down like four or five points. Yeah, the the Kings had a freaky one. The Kings had a freaky one. I bet on, I parlayed both of them to win. It was like 10 to 1 odds to come back and win. Very cool. Two California teams. They both came back and they both won. Yeah. Great. $10 won 100. Fun. Uh, The Sacramento uh, game. There were some fishy officiating moments that sort of worked in my favor. I don't really? know if you watched the end of that game. No, I didn't. Trey Lyles was like out of bounds and like smacked the ball out of Jokic's hands. And Jokic's like, he's out of bounds. He can't do that. Refs didn't call it. Huh. Did you see the Malik Monk spin baseline? Did. To, he's kind of hooked KCP. Something ain't right about that. And then KCP kind of smacked the ball and they called a foul on him. Mm-hmm. He made a free throw to win the game. Mm-hmm. Solid. Mm-hmm. Fine by you. Fine by me. Uh, and then the Warriors won too. The Warriors are doing that thing where they're getting better without Steph and now yeah. I'm afraid when he gets back. And that's bad for your over-under. Bad for my over-under. It's annoying how much I know your over-under team. <laughs> More than yours. Yeah, because you started out so absurdly hot. hot. You were trending and we have to find the name of the person who makes that app. I'll find it. Okay. John we, Ayer, I believe. Because this man, it's a man? He's a hero, yeah. He he created a website that I visit every day. John Ayer. John Iyer, J M Iyer, nineteen ninety eight. Shout out! He's we look great. at we look at your site. He made the the like the like the living document of all of our over under picks that changes based on daily results. It's pretty fun. You were up like you were expected to be like up fifty which more. Be, yeah, I was like seventy or eighty at first. Of yeah. course, it's like such a small sample size that like if the you know the Spurs were like eight and two and they're, right. like, they're projected to win 65 games. Yep. <laughs> right. So it's, it's becoming more and more accurate as the right. season goes on. So right now I'm down to a 35 win above, um, uh, above Vegas expectations. And now result. you have actual people, me and Zeus seem to be getting a little closer. Inching closer and I'm sliding back and we'll meet in the middle somewhere, I bet. So I've been, because of my number one pick in the over-under draft, uh, I took uh, the Nuggets over. And Solid they've like, so far. I guess so. But you know, when you watch a team and you're like, how is their record what it is? Uh-huh. They just don't seem like they've had some cool wins and they definitely show heart late and all that kind of stuff. But like, they really don't seem like the best team in the NBA, despite their record proving otherwise. Yeah. The West is sort of wide open, which is what we've been waiting for for so long after like the Warriors going 67 and yeah, 15 for right. so many years. 
the West is at a point where there are no dominant teams, and like really, it depends on so much of matchups. Like right. the Lakers match up well with the Nuggets because they're slow, methodical mm-hmm. half court offense, and their defense sucks. That's it. The Lakers beat them twice in L.A. Once when Anthony Davis got hurt. This is what I'm saying. Like the Nuggets can lose. Right, but the Nuggets match up well with the younger athletic teams that destroy the Lakers mm. because they have like the Aaron Gordon, KCP, yeah. Bones Highland. Yeah. Happy for Aaron Gordon. Seems like he like has got his like mojo back a little bit. Like yeah. that game winning dunk or that game ceiling dunk against awesome. Phoenix or whoever. Yeah, that was great. Or yeah. whoever they that was against. That was <laughs> just jumped like, over somebody. Yeah, and it's like we saw you do it in the dunk contest, so it's great to now see you do it in real life. Yeah, but they are they're basically what they are projected to be. It's like a fifty three and twenty nine win team. Right. Jokic still might win a third back to back MVP. He like so Luca had the sixty twenty one uh, ten. But yeah. like, didn't Jokic just like previous have like 50, 15 and 15 or it something? It was a 40, 15 and 15. Yeah. Which is arguably better. Unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? 15 assists? Yeah. What the hell? Or, and his his plays, I would say, are more visually interesting than Luca's. Yeah. Because he sort of does it all. Like he's lumbering and slow and his shots like almost hit the Jumbotron and fall in and yes. switch. And his passes are just like... How did you see what they were going to do Love before that. the other people were there? Love that. Like he Is he a genius? I think he's a basketball genius. Yeah. He has that like genius <laughs> quality where it's like, that looks bad. Whoops, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I was wrong. He also <laughs> doesn't get hurt because he doesn't run or jump. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Not unlike Luca. Yeah, I know. There's been a, uh, a side-by-side of the two of them as kids, yeah. picture going around. Like these guys are going to dominate the NBA. And they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. They're not... Like muscular, no, and they're not jumping over anybody. And maybe that's the secret. Maybe yeah. we went to Dwight Howard. That's right. Maybe we all just decided like the weight room isn't a championship play. And you know what happens? Your your back hurts if you're Dwight Howard. Yeah, because you're jumping and dunking over people. Dwight Howard's thriving in China. He's killing it. Have you seen some of his videos? I was Dominating. like, finally, yeah. a community has like come around and like decided we love this man. We love he's him. needed. He's needed this win. Um, I was gonna say about Jokic. You know what he has a lot of. Scratches on his arm. He does. He's constantly I, being scratched. I noticed that up. too. Yeah, red arms I and thought, a red nose for sure. Yes. <laughs> but scratches all over yeah. his body. Like he has a cat. Yeah. <laughs> He's constantly <laughs> wrestling a cat. I noticed, I wonder if it was the same shot. Like I noticed that like two games ago and I was like, damn, my man's like torn up. Because like, I guess he plays against these like, you know, really big, strong guys, but like they can't slow him down. He's just, he kind of plays like a water polo player. Yes. I think I've said that before. That's a good comp. Keeps the ball above his head and backs you in, lumbers, turns around, shoots a lefty or righty like. My favorite are when he doesn't even shoot. He's just so close to the rim that he just kind of like drops it in. Right. It's just like, it's such a Jokic just like big guy. So barely hitting the rim too. It just like, it barely hits the net. Like he, the it Two hands almost like places it in. <laughs> yeah, falls vertically through the basket. Speaking of scratches, did you see why R.J. Barrett had to leave the game against the Mavs in like four minutes in? He had a laceration. Do you know how he got lacerated? No. Luca's fingernails. What? Yeah. Luca like swiped for swiped for the ball, and it was like a so like deep. like a knife cut. Like it went. It was like a nasty. <laughs> I was just like. When we play basketball, Dan Klein often jokes like, clip your nails, yeah. got to clip them, folks, yeah. keep them clipped. Like, yeah. that's just a dumb running joke. And when I saw RJ have to leave the game that oh we ended up God. losing in overtime, I texted Dan Klein and I was like, Lucas got a clip. He's like, I'll send an email. 
<laughs> Reminding the NBA to clip their fingernails. Good Lord, man. Uh, top five in the West, New Orleans and Denver are tied. Then the Memphis Grizzlies, then the Clippers, then the Suns. So, And then it's like the Mavericks, Kings, Blazers, Jazz, Warriors. Clippers. Warriors, by the way, might also be like, let's say the top five are, I guess the top six, New Orleans, mm. Denver, Memphis, Clippers, Suns, and Warriors. So weird. Who's even like the favorite to win that? Like literally all, it's like even odds amongst those six teams. Who would you, who would you, Memphis? I don't think so. Bane? Just, like when Bane gets Bane-y again? Oh God, yeah. For whatever reason, like I gravitate towards who has the best six foot seven inch player. Mm. Like the Clippers are great because they have two of those six foot seven inch players. I am just not sold on the Clippers anymore. That's I just fair. I just don't know. But who all of are. those teams, I've seen all of the teams that you just listed get crushed yes, at exactly. one point or another. They like Memphis gets get crushed, crushed. Yeah. <laughs> when they lose, they just get crushed. <laughs> yeah. And I can't explain it. I, I they were part of my bet the other day. They lost to like Phoenix at home by like twenty five. Yeah, but they had just beat Phoenix by like twenty five. <laughs> right, and it's like what changed? It's a yeah, it's a night to night thing. It's like how much you give a shit plus how much the the shots are falling. But right. no team is dominant. Like it might be the Pelicans just because Zion is yeah. the best yeah. that type of player, and he's playing point guard. Right. He like brings the ball up now. It's like, oh, he does that. So what is Brandon Ingram going to do when, he, they, when he's like, I'm feeling good. Brandon Ingram's here. Remember yeah. me, I'm an all-star. It is kind of weird when that happens. <laughs> when like it's like, we've been winning without you. The QB style. Yeah. It's like, can you lose your job to an injury? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going to come back and just be awesome. But... He's awesome. Like, And he's almost the perfect teammate to Zion. Like, mm. I'm going to be tall and smooth and slow and hit 20-footers. And, and then not Zion... have to bang in the paint. Yep. You just take care of all that. Zion had 43 last night. And like a game-winning steal into a dunk or something yeah. like that? And D'Angelo Russell, did you hear what he said? No. He's, play- he's playing football and we're playing basketball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that new? Is that somehow new? But he was saying it in a complaining way, like he can tackle us, but if we foul him. Is he complaining about the officials or about this man's size? Probably both. Yeah. Because it's like he's bowling people over because he's so big and they can't call it. But right. then like when he bowls us over, they're calling a blocking foul. Meet Shaquille O'Neal in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, like, that was worse than what Zion is doing. Like, <laughs> right. he Zion's was... <laughs> trending towards that. Yeah, I think so. But Zion runs more. Like, Shaq was just in the paint that he just kicked ass. Yeah, he just, like, spun and yeah. you flew off of him. Yeah. It's a. It's going to be interesting to see if Z- how Zion's career shakes out. Like, Because Zion's can... also hitting threes. But he's getting hit all these times, too. You know, like, can your body... I guess his body can he take it. He has a very thick body. Yeah. He's got to be the most frustrating player to try to guard. Mm-hmm. Like, he grabs the ball and faces up to you, and you're 20 feet away from the rim. You're toast. You're just like, uh, like, you don't want to take a charge. You're also not fast enough to take a charge. And he's looking to draw contact. You got to keep him out, right? You just have to keep, like... He weighs more than you. Right, so he just goes in. Right. Right. You can't stop it. And also, he, like... He's looking to bump into you. So oh, as yeah. you're running next to him, for sure. he's also running into you. And you hate that. No, because that's not fun. You end up on the ground and he gets an and one and then he's screaming. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? Remember, I remember we had seen him in high school. We saw him at Duke. <laughs> but when I, the first time I was like, uh-oh, was in summer league when he ripped the ball out of Kevin Knox's <laughs> hands. Do you remember that? He's, it was a real son. He, oh, he sunned the <laughs> hell out of Kevin. Kevin Knox had no one to talk to. No. Nothing to explain. He's he was just, just too big and strong. A he stronger took man ball. took my ball. He took my ball. <laughs> yeah, that he was, dunked it. That's where I was like, uh-oh. Kevin Knox is 6'8", 260. He's a grown man. He's in, the, he's in the weight room. He's not Zion. <laughs> oh, baby. He is not Zion. 
Also, Zion's not like dunking over people either. It's not like the Zion no. where we thought he could. It was just like Charles Barkley, Shaq, yeah. bully ball. His shoulders. It's not as going to be his feet and his <laughs> legs. It's just going to be his shoulders. No, Pelicans are 22 and 12. I know. That's your first pick, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was the Pelicans and then the Raptors. Yeah. Raptors who are the anti-Pelicans. The Raptors are your terribly. only bad pick. And it's getting worse. Yeah. I Why? cannot. I don't know. I'm watching their team. Like these guys are great. Siakam yeah. is great. Van Vliet yeah. is great. And yeah. Anobi, fucking Chris Boucher, and all these guys that were dominating last year. Yeah, not a lot of injuries. Zach Lowe tells me that uh, OG Ananobi is going to be like the most coveted. Like you're going to get like a like a, a Gobert player. deal. Scotty Barnes too. Yeah, they're Why? just not playing well. They're not shooting well. I believe hmm. they don't have anybody who's like can make a basket that well. They are the inverse of like Indiana for me, where it's like I'm not going to be watching a Raptors game. Right. I can't explain why, <laughs> but like League Pass, I'm just not defaulting to. There's nothing like there's no identity that I'm really watching right now. Did you see Siakam drop a 50 burger on the Knicks? I did, but that was a Knicks game. <laughs> <laughs> but he was playing in a way where I was like, oh damn, like we can't we can't stop him. Right. Nobody on our team. <laughs> can stop him. Why was that? He was really hot. He was like particularly <laughs> hot this game. Yeah. He's a great athlete, but he like couldn't miss this game. Right. Pretty he's thrilling. also very good at getting to the rim. Like he just bully balls. Yeah. But he's not as thick as Zion. He's just kind of tall and strong maybe. And I wasn't like a firm believer in Siakam. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I just like wasn't like, yeah, he's going to be like an all-star every year. Right. But that one game against the Knicks, I was like, okay, he's so he's going to be an all-star every year. <laughs> Solid. Problem. Who have we not talked about? Well... There's bad teams that we don't really care about. Did Mo Wagner uh, lose consciousness last night? Did yeah. Did you ever get confirmation on that? I don't know. He threw Killian Hayes into the bench, so he, he's not entirely blameless. No, he, he gave him a proper hip check. But then he got hip checked back, and it looked like he fainted. Before the hit? Uh, before the Killian Hayes hit, but after the hit to the back. I don't know why there would be any reason why he would have fainted. Right. Pre-punch to the It was neck. like a whiplash situation. And he wasn't really punched. Like it, it was almost like not even a punch was thrown. It was kind of just like a, a forearm bash. Well, there was two. There was the forearm bash to the neck. And then Killian Hayes came in and hit him in the head while he had passed out. Oh. It was two different hits. I think I only caught the bash <laughs> to the neck. And then there was a Killian Hayes hit after that. Ooh. Hmm. That's dirty. Yeah. Was there was suspensions handed out or anything like that? Not yet. Not, not as far as I know. Neck uh, is Neck is no good. No, that's a, that's a dangerous part. Remember when Jokic did that to Markeith Morris? Yeah, we liked Th- that. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was particularly funny because Markeith Morris like gave it his all to just try and hit him and knock the wind out of him like yeah. with an open rib cage. Yeah. And Jokic looked around like, what the hell was that? How do you wreck him? He was out for the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. He wasn't out for the season, but like he basically barely played again. Yeah. They weren't like he's done for the season. It was just like he got whiplash. Is he, he back in the league? I think he's. St- uh, I think he is on my. No, what team is he on? Is he on Brooklyn? I have not seen or heard of Markeith Morris post push. Markeith Morris. Uh, oh, looks like he's on the Nets. Yeah, and he barely plays. Right. Good on him. Just make that money. Uh, yeah, I mean, we guess we talked about the top of the NBA. At the bottom, it's like the Charlotte, Detroit, Spurs, mm. Rockets, and nobody's really tanking yet. No. They're all just like playing young, kind of not great players, but nobody's like three and thirty. No, and I'd say Orlando is the opposite of tanking right now. They're winning and they're trying to win, and they are. They're like, what is it about their game? Have you watched enough Orlando to identify this is what they do well? It seems like they have a lot of young, talented players. So That's like, Bobo is playing really well. Yes, Bancaro is playing really well. Yes, uh, Fultz. Fultz is playing well. 
no Suggs either. Yeah, Suggs hasn't been there. No. Uh, and the the Wagners. Wagners. Yeah. Franz Wagner. Yeah. Wendell Carter. Haven't caught a game. Haven't caught a game. That was just, Adams. The game. Lakers actually just beat them, oddly enough. But yeah, they are very young and athletic and fun. They're kind of like the the Kings two years ago, where it's like there's something yeah. here. Yeah. But they're still like one big great piece away. And that's kind of the Knicks secret sauce too right now is that our young guys are just starting to prove that they belong in the NBA. Yeah. Which is a as, nice place to be. As much as it helps to have like a six foot seven inch guy, it also helps to have a 27 year old versus yes. a 21 year old. Yes. Wagner, by the way, Franz Wagner, real deal. Yeah. He's great. Really? Six foot 10 blowing by people. What, what's his game? It's kind of like Julius Randle, but he's a little more smooth with it. Like mm-hmm. he's hitting but he threes and he can attack. Yeah. And like putbacks. Kind of like. To Randle's credit, he's doing both of those things really well. Yeah. Like he is. I say he, that as a compliment to Wagner. Yeah, yeah. He's playing downhill when he takes the ball. Like he plays like New York street ball, just like get out of my way. And he's hitting threes. Smooth. <laughs> like ripping the net. Can't believe it. You can also see that he's bought into Grimes. Randle is like. He gives. He will give the ball to Grimes. And Randall used to just not give the ball up, period. And coming off picks, he gives it to Grimes. It's very um, confusing for me to like parse through Nick's Twitter because mm-hmm. it's like, trade R.J. Barrett. No, R.J. Barrett is the god. Mm. Get rid of Randall. No, R. Randall is great. Get rid of Tibbs. No, Tibbs is I great. Can't Play the youngster. Like, it's all over the place. New Yorkers like to present, and this is a New Yorker speaking, <laughs> we like to present as tough we are not that tough. We are so sensitive. <laughs> we are of, so sensitive. Because you've been burned before by this team? Just in general, and ev- this isn't even a Knicks thing <laughs> that I'm talking about. Like okay. anything, like we will just fly off the handle at any sort of news because we're just so sensitive. But like we're now, when we're winning, we're all just like, no, just let it be, let it be. But it's just going to take one little thing, yeah. trade Randall again. Right. Or like you make the playoffs, but like lose to the Celtics four to one. Then it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, Yeah. blow it up. Blow it up. (laughs) Speaking of the Celtics, I mean, they're really good. They're great. Yeah. But they're also starting to come back to earth a little bit. They were like historically great. Yeah. And now they're just like a normal number one team. Have teams figured out how to guard them? Like what exactly has changed? Uh, I don't know. I think Tatum was out for a few games and they went on the road for a few games. Schedule got a little harder. Yeah. You know, they're five and five in their last 10. Really? But they were 20 and five. And you got them with your eighth pick, I believe. I got them last because they had a lot of offseason drama. Unbelievable. (laughs) Remember when Udoka was going to be coaching the Nets? Nets. That, so that could have been the Eastern Conference Finals right there is Udoka on the Nets coaching against his team. Is that so weird how chaotic the Nets were? That was announced, by the way. That yeah. wasn't like uh, they're hearing. I think like Woj was like, Udoka is in the final steps of becoming the coach. Yes. No. <laughs> Jacques Vaughn. Right. And now Jacques Vaughn is what? 10 and 0 in his last 10 games. And his players seem to like playing for him. Bucks also starting to tail off a little bit. Yeah, Not they sure look beatable. Middleton's been weird. Holiday hasn't played a lot. Yeah, Giannis is still crazy, but he's not as dominant, or the team's not as dominant. Yeah, as yeah, they cost me some money last night. If Connaughton and Javon Carter's played a little bit better, your boy would have won a quarter. A quarter. There was ten thousand people in this, <laughs> and at one point I was like a hundred and fifty. Which, you know, you'd think you'd get, like, some cash yeah, for 150. Yeah, like top 1% right there. 15 cents. I was like, that's insulting. <laughs> a dime and a nickel? Like, uh, nobody wants that. Is it because it was free? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but still, <laughs> give me a new voucher. I literally, I was just like, what the hell is this? There was, like, a red dot next to, like, one of my accounts. And I looked, and it was like, a voucher? Yeah. I was like, all right, let's play. <laughs> let's fucking roll with this voucher. Yeah. Uh, the Hawks are one team that I will just say are weird 
They yeah, should be better. They're like 17 and 18 currently or something like that. Struggle fest. Like Murray when with no Trey is unbelievable. Last night he was like 39 and 7 or something like and that. Trey didn't play. Trey didn't play. Capella, it's just like they have the pieces. Mm-hmm. John Collins is starting to ball out of control right yeah, now. Why aren't they better than like this team made the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago and added Murray. Gotten better. Right, yeah. And added Murray. So I really don't know. It seems like Trey and the coach don't get along anymore. Yeah, that was a weird part of it. Yeah. Where like he wasn't shooting well and then like beefing with Nate McMillan. Yeah. And then he just like wasn't at shoot around. Vibes are off. Vibes are off. <laughs> Vibes you know matter. What happens? You win six games in a row. Best vibes in the world. Oh, my God. Unstoppable. If you win five games in a row in the NBA, it's just like, it's a beautiful morning. Yeah, every, out. everything is gone. All yes. the sensitive New Yorkers we forgot. <laughs> like RJ Forever, he's a god. Randall, is, he's home. This is where he belongs. That's right. Sign him to an extension. Yeah. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I think that's everything slash everybody. Not bad. And we didn't even talk about the Portland Trailblazers, which is fine. Yeah. We'll which wait for Marty. Fine. We'll wait for Marty to come on. <laughs> to weigh in. But congrats to Dame. How about that video? That's that a little weird, weird right? It was a little patronizing almost. I mean, I'm not a Blazers fan, so maybe I was just rolling my eyes at it. Yeah. It was like, uh, it, it wasn't becoming of a superstar to get like other players right. to like say, think, like, it seemed like that was something you do to like Dirk Nowitzki in his 21st season. Sure. Not like, I'm still in my prime, and I think I'm really good, and yep. you got Kevin Durant to talk about. And also, like, Durant should just text him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we don't need to make this produced video of all these people. Like, we know the respect that Dame has around the league. Right. But, like, there was just something weird, like, oh, all-time points leader. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, very specific stat. Okay. <laughs> Congrats, Dame Dalla. You're the number one player in Portland history. It's like, okay, <laughs> none of those players were Portland, you know, like, had. they were just like other superstars who had won championships. Yeah. That was the worst subtext of yeah. it all. I think you texted Draymond, that. Yeah. You're like, these are all like people who have, have rings being like, good job with the points. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like, I'm like, they got him a cameo of champions. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. The Blazers hey, spent $500. Uh, your friends say that you're leading the Blazers in franchise points. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to say hi. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Chinooka. I don't really know what Chinooka is. Just saw that video for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Who was that? Who was it? It was a boxer, right? No, it was a... Oh, was it a boxer? I thought or it was a singer. Back? Smokey Robinson. Yeah, yeah, Smokey Robinson. That's Smokey right. Robinson. <laughs> Feels like you're either a boxer or a singer if your first name is Smokey. <laughs> that's right. Smokey Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, sweet. I guess we'll uh, we'll come back sooner than seven weeks from now as things shake out. There's got to be a trade. I was going to say that like... These bottom seven teams, mm. like at one point, somebody will be like, enough is enough. Mm. We don't need to be 15 and 21 instead of 9 and 30. Yeah. Like, we, if we really want to go for Victor Wembanyama, like, I'm actively mad at Detroit when I see Boyan Bogdanovich leading them in points and mm. they win a game. I'm like, yeah. why is Boyan Bogdanovich yes. dominating on the fucking Pistons? Especially with Cade going down for the season. It was right. like, and there it is, folks. Yes, just- Your reason. <laughs> <laughs> that is your, like, unequivocal, we won't even challenge. Like, what are you doing? Like, trying to fucking... You play for pride. You have 82 games. Yeah, but, like, Boyan Bogdanovich is a 33-year-old small forward who yeah. would be a great piece on any team you can get fucking draft picks for. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you're not cultivating a player that is going to play with Victor Wimbanyama in five years. Yeah, fair. And Alec Burks, too, is another great, like, he was on the Knicks. I'm like, why is this guy dominating on a team that's not playing well? Yeah, like, just I don't know. get fucking rid of him. Start playing young players. Speaking of Detroit getting rid of players. Yeah. We can end on this. Okay. I woke up to a text from you yesterday. <gasps> you received a tweet. a tweet. You received an updated tweet. That's right. About a Detroit Piston, former Detroit Piston, 
This who is no longer follows it. you on social media. So there's an account called NBA Alert. I think that's what it is. You got to You got. You can't hate that you are somehow in the orbit of NBA Alert. Uh, well, I think it's because any time a basketball player follows or unfollows a verified account, verified. So I'm not the NBA part of it. Yep. Unfortunately. Okay. Uh, it's called the NBA Alert on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's a bot. It's a bot. And they uh, basically say whenever someone in the NBA follows or unfollows a verified account, they'll yes. tweet about it. Yes. For example, Tobias Harris no longer follows Meek Mill. Wow. That's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, both Philly guys. Give me another one. I'm actually kind of into this. Uh, <laughs> Spida Mitchell is now following Jetty Osman. <laughs> okay. That's nice. His teammate. It's good to know. Uh, anyway, I woke up and I found this account because... Blake Griffin is no longer following me. That sucks. Me. Was what there, did I do? Were you a part of like a Blake Griffin is also not following X, Y, and Z verified accounts? Mm, like I don't did he think just so. decide to like like lose lose cut some fat? I guess so, but like I I don't course I don't know Blake Griffin. I don't correspond with him. He doesn't but you even are use one, Twitter. You're one step away. Yeah, because of comedy connections. Yeah, and Ben is just tight with Blake Griffin. That's right. And he, when did Blake Griffin start following you? That I don't remember. Really? So, so it was years ago. ago. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. His... You, don't do, you don't do enough bad tweets to what... You don't do enough junk tweets. Yeah, I'm not like doing self-promotion or anything. No, like and that. you're just like... You are You have jokes behind... Like you have a persona. They're basketball theme too. Yeah. And he hasn't tweeted in six months. I don't even know why he's using Twitter. So why... To unfollow takes work. You what's, like... We got to get to the bottom of this. We have to figure out what's going on. Is it because he's a Celtic? Mm, no. I'm a Laker fan. I don't think he knows who you're fucking for. took that personally. It takes he work to, to unfollow someone. Do you think he went, searched his followers, found Blue, at Blumenfeld, and then find, found it and said unfollow? I like to think slash imagine slash need to hope yes. that it was part of his social media teams. Like, you can't follow 4,000 people on Twitter. But he doesn't, like, does he? Uh, maybe he did, and he's like, all right, fine, unfollow whoever, like, I don't know personally. Or maybe he was doing it, or maybe, like you said, like, every once in a while, you just go through, you're like, why am I still following these people yeah. that I saw seven years ago once? Killer. Unfollowed. This is this is the new season of Dead Eyes. <laughs> why did Blake Griffin unfollow? <laughs> why did Blake Griffin unfollow me? It's one episode, and he's like, yeah, I just don't really know you personally. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, it's but I will say, top? I, I retweeted him, and I said... Or I retweeted uh, NBA alert, emergency buckets pod. <laughs> Pretty good. Great, great tweet. 65,000 views. And, you know, as you know, you can now see the views. Love the views. Above average. Seems views. like people don't like the views or it's uh, it's messy. People are like, I can't believe this many people see it and don't like it. Yeah. Folks. This is how it works. Yeah. We're used to it. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. We know how the, the it's one in, a, one in a thousand people correspond with it, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll you'll be missed, Blake. Yeah, and honestly, you can feel free to refollow, mm. and that that I will also retweet if the NBA alert hits me up. I'll I'll let them everybody know that Blake Griffin has refollowed me on Instagram. And shout out to the NBA alert. Give him a follow. Yeah, give that bot a follow. I'm it only sure has it 250 will... followers. <laughs> because who cares? Because who cares? That's right. <laughs> that is right. That is because who cares? Right. Uh, S. Curry also no longer following Meek Mill. Did Meek Mill just? Uh, get rid of his account or hmm it seems some, something is amiss the sixers are unfollowing uh or Philly's did, like, biggest rapper. cut his account and it's like considered an unfollow like he deleted his account or something it, it sure just seems like it takes a lot of work to unfollow 
Yeah. Like you have to find the account, click the unfollow. So I don't know. John Morant is no longer following Megan Turner. Wow. I don't know who that is, but and could you imagine? That's why you got to follow the bot, folks. <laughs> follow the bot. Uh, and follow the money. And follow the money. All the way to the top. Uh, all right, William, where can people hear more? Um, well, you can hear us every uh, every seven weeks here on Buckets. Guaranteed, uh, at least every seven weeks. That's right. That's the seven-week guarantee. That's the seven-week guarantee from us to you. Uh, no Joke Pod, also on HeadGum, sometimes on the HeadGum Podcast. I think you and I are both on it tomorrow. Oh, we're both... Wait, we did a HeadGum Podcast together for I, tomorrow? I believe we did. I thought you were in one without me recently. And then I think the following week, we did a, like a Zoom uh, one. Oh, okay. All right. So Yeah, we were that. with the, the guy who I just met. The rock climber oh, or Brad. like a, the nature man? Brad. Brad. So me, Billy, Brad, and Jeff on the HeadGum Podcast. You can listen to that no either spoilers. tomorrow or a week from tomorrow. That's right. Uh, sweet. And we'll be back, of course, at least by February 17th, maybe earlier. That's right. And remember, the 77th wonder of the world, patent pending. That's really good. Luka Doncic. That was a HeadGum original. 